choose the wrong people because I want to make you the right person. The person that brings me glory. The person that's hidden behind Jesus. The person that when people meet you, they remember Jesus, not you. Welcome to the Meet Me in Isaiah podcast, where you will meet people who have met Jesus in Isaiah today. Clark. I am so, 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 so excited to have my friend Jenny Waltman here today. Many of you probably already know her. She's the founder of Grace Klein Community. She is the author of God Chose the Wrong Person. And I'm just, I know her from a long time ago. So to me, Jenny is my um, well, not roommate, but what would you call it? Hall. We lived on the same hall at Sanford. And so that's, that's just how I still hold you in my heart. And of course you look the same anyway, so, <laughs> so that doesn't hurt. <laughs> Thank you for being here with me. Yay. I'm excited. Yeah. Isn't it crazy how we live next door to each other on the same hall, shared those little bathrooms where we had to all carry our little what are those things called? The little I know, those yeah. little rubber things. Yeah. And I know. I forget Man. what they're called and share those common bathrooms. And we thought that was so gross. Did and you have air are. conditioning in your dorm? Uh, the, hall, the wall between my room and your room was where it split the air conditioner. I think you didn't have air conditioning. No, I did. Oh, you did. did. We both did. We both did. Oh, man. So we can tell people that now. You know, at Sanford, we were probably hated because it probably all has air conditioning now. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, now all the dorms do. And we're not that old, it sounds like. (laughs) (laughs) It was just weird. It was like the, the girls' dorm did not have air conditioning other Except than these for those few two hallways. hallways. <laughs> I know, so anyway. Um, <laughs> but, and I feel like I want to keep you here all day. We're recording in my house. I'm like, maybe I can just like lock her in because I want to spend all this time talking with you, but I'm so glad we have this 20 minutes to, to chat about about Isaiah and what God's doing right now. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. And I just love the whole plan and initiative of Meet Me and Isaiah and how important it is for all of us to get in the Word and read. Isaiah is just so rich. Even if you don't have never read the Bible before and you just want to read Isaiah, just start there. It's so full of Jesus and the foretelling of Jesus. Mm. And it's so beautiful. Thank you. And I just love, I love how supportive you guys have been. We've really partnered with Grace Klein Community and uh, more than anything, you guys have just cheered cheered me on and made me feel feel like okay, this is still a thing. This is something God wants wants to to keep going with. But um, yeah, we love the scripture cards and the pens and being able to give that out in our drive throughs So when people come and get a box of food, they're able to get a scripture from Isaiah and a pen and just start their journey of spending time and getting to know Jesus if they've never met him before. Yes, and um, I'm trying to think. So actually in Isaiah, I was about to say, there's a verse that says this, and actually it is in Isaiah, um, basically that God's word will accomplish what he intends for it to accomplish. That's kind of the paraphrase. That's in Isaiah 55, and that's true. And so I think that's one thing I do like about Meet Me in Isaiah. I'm like, since we just want people to read Isaiah 53 in particular, but read Isaiah, like, that kind of takes me out of the equation. (laughs) It's like, go read God's Word. God will will do the the speaking and the changing and all of that. That's up to Him. So, thank you for that. 
Well, I, okay, so I don't even know where to start because I know I, I want to talk about the verses that you have in Isaiah and, you know, maybe we can start there and then we can go into, because I really want people to know about Grace Klein community. It's so unique and it's so dear to so many people. Awesome. Well, let's start with Isaiah 50, 10 and 11. And it says, Who among you fears the Lord and obeys the word of his servant? Let the one who walks in the dark, who has no light, trust in the name of the Lord and rely on their God. But now, all you who light fires and provide yourself with flaming torches, go walk in the light of your fires and of the torches you have set ablaze. This is what shall, you shall receive from my hand. You will lie down in torment. And that is just so hectic because you think about, oh, I got to figure it out. I'm going to light my torch or carry my little lantern and I'm going to run ahead. And then God is saying, no, but you will light in in torment if you run ahead of me and you try to find the way and you find, try to light the path. And then to understand what it's talking about in the front of the, the one who walks in the dark, who has no light, trust in the name of the Lord. You, I think we have to go back to Isaiah 42, 16. And then this is what it says. It says, I will lead the blind by ways they have not known. Along unfamiliar paths, I will guide them. I will turn the darkness into light before them and make the rough places smooth. These are the things I will do. I will not forsake them. Mm. And when we go back to that scripture, then we remember, oh, wow, this is what... God is saying, it just keep walking. Put that one foot in front of the other. And when it looks like dark, that we're walking to the dark, he's going to make light on that path. It's, he's going to give us enough light for today's path, enough light for the next step. Mm. Um, and if we're going to, we don't see the light, we're scared sometimes. You're like, oh, I don't want to go forward because I can't see in front of me. But all he's saying is, hey, will you trust me, Jenny? Will you trust me, Marty, to go one more step? And I'm going to give you the light. Because he says, I will turn the darkness into light before you. And I will make the rough places smooth. So isn't that so amazing? Like, we we are so scared sometimes. and Or we're so co- overconfident. Yeah. We're like, oh, we got our light. We're running. <laughs> and we just run right past God into mm. the wrong place. Mm-hmm. Which even another scripture in Isaiah that I love is where he talks about don't turn to the right or to the left unless you know, like, this is the mm-hmm. way walking it. Because he's mm-hmm. like, what are you doing? Like, yes. stay straight. The theme of the whole Bible. I mean, it's just, it's, it's looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And I love that contrast of, because when things feel dark, it, it's just our human nature to want to, light our own torch it's like okay i don't know where to go next so i gotta figure it out yeah and And that's just that is that is so my my tendency and i told you before this we started recording that verse literally came to mind for me personally this morning about you know even if you're walking in darkness if you don't know which way to go next like it's okay and then you know, I was listening to, I don't know if anybody, do you know Andrew Murray, the author, Andrew yes, Murray? I'm listening to his book right now called Abide. And literally this morning as I was listening, while I was getting ready, he talked about the manna and how it was for one day. It was for one day. And so that's what I feel like you're saying right now. It's, it's yes. when you don't know where to go. Yes. And that's so funny because that makes me think about Grace Klein Community and our staff because when COVID happened, 
and we were running out of food every single day. Imagine you have your staff at your office, you're working, you run out of all your supplies to do your job. You tell them, oh, stay safe and well and have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow. And God's going to do it. I mean, and it really stretched our staff's faith um, because imagine running out of all your supplies at your job and saying, okay, we'll have a good night. Don't worry about it. It'll happen. And then God would constantly replenish the supply every single day. We really lived that in Birmingham, Alabama in the 21st century of trusting God for his provision and it's so incredible because we really were just having enough light for that day. And we would empty all the shelves and just put it on social media like, oh, here are our shelves again. Empty. <laughs> and God did it. I And to me, that is one of the most fascinating things about Grace Klein community is you guys live the way God asked his people to live with the daily manna in the wilderness. And... You know, the way that these books that, I don't know if everyone has read, but George Mueller, where it they live like that. Or I was just talking about another book to read is God Smuggler by Brother Andrew. He lived like that. And it's, what is it, according to the measure of your faith. Right. And none of us, I don't want to, you know, none of us want to have to live like that. We're like, I don't want to have to wonder but then we miss out on what you guys, what I'm always like, Jenny, share with me a miracle story because you have so many. Right. And it, it's it's the the craziness is people are like, oh, I want to live like that. You know, <laughs> Pretty and, sure. And I, I do. I ask that. Like, well, you have to understand that to have miracles, you have to live in a constant state of crisis because we don't really acknowledge or are aware of the miracles unless we're walking through a crisis because then we know oh God's got to come through we can't do it right and then we expect the miracle and and that is the depth of of what Jesus is saying here is hey do you trust me because that's where he I believe he wants all of us to walk in wherever we are mm-hmm. not just at Grace Climb but our families that we serve our families that volunteer and do food rescue uh, wherever you are in your occupation people want to do business as mission but then they get up and they forget. They talk about, oh, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be like Jesus today. And then they go to work and they forget, mm-hmm. you know. And we have to always remember, like, okay, wh- how do I do this? How do I expect you to show up today? And how am I aware? I love that because for some people, they think they can't even fathom. And we'll talk about this later on in your book because I love how your book really steps us into a place of not everyone lives every day where you know that there's food. And so, so for those of us who don't think about at night, am I going to have food the next day or am I going to have the provisions to do my job? We have things that are, are just as scary in other ways. And we need to put those things in God's hands. So whether it be a relationship or, um, or our pride or our overconfidence that we will have something tomorrow. All of that is a step of faith. Right. And, and, you know, one thing that is great to think about if you do always have food in your pantry or in your fridge is what am I wasting? Mm. Because until you acknowledge your waste, you really don't understand the pain of somebody in poverty Mm -hmm. because you're actually wasting what they need. Mm -hmm. But, but it's so easy because you go to the grocery store and you get what you want and then maybe you get invited over to a friend's house and mm-hmm. then you go out to dinner because you're tired one night and all of a sudden you've 
accidentally wasted this food in your fridge that you had, you know, planned to eat Thursday mm-hmm. night and Friday night, but you went out. Yeah. And so then uh, you're thinking, oh, bummer, and you just throw it away. You don't mm-hmm. really think of the the implications of that. But I feel like God is calling all of us, hey, am I a good steward with just my small things, the little things in my life? Right. And that can seem like a little thing if you have resources. Oh, right. It was just lettuce mm-hmm. or it was just, um, you know, an orange. Mm-hmm. But to somebody that doesn't get to have fruit and vegetables, that's a big thing. It's a big deal. Yeah. And so I don't think you're going to understand the plot of the poor until you acknowledge, oh, wait, what am I wasting and what, mm-hmm. what do I need to be a better steward? There's actually a really fascinating documentary where it proves that most Americans, when they walk out of a grocery store, they could just drop two bags of groceries on the ground and just keep going because that's how much you're going to waste. So thinking back like, okay, how can I buy less so I can give more because I'm wasting it anyway statistically. Mm -hmm. And most American families are spending $800 a month on groceries. Mm -hmm. So what could you do if you could um, stretch those resources? You know, and when you're saying that, what came to mind for me, because I know our our family has been very guilty of not always being a good steward of our food resources, or like you say, it's like we buy something that's like, oh, but now we got to eat, and oh, you know, and, and that's just happened a lot. Um, I do think that when COVID happened, all of us, in a sense, had some of that where even like with toilet paper or I mean I found myself really aware of not wasting things even in that short period of time of and so just just to have more of that mindset of there what it is that we have what can we what can God do with that the five loaves and two fish we might think it doesn't really matter but I mean God it it's amazing matters. what God has done Maybe we can launch into this for a minute, Three Feed Birmingham, because I bet a lot of people know about it, but not everybody knows about it. And I think it's the coolest thing, what you guys are doing with Food Rescue. Yeah, so Feed BHM is our food rescue initiative of Grace Klein Community. And it's just so incredible because we were able to launch an app last March. So we've had it for, you know, almost a year. Been able to have over 800 people sign up to be a food rescue hero and we're able to mobilize volunteers to be able to rescue food seven days a week at all different locations. And that requires us educating food donors to know, okay, I'm protected by the Good Samaritan law, so I can Mm -hmm. give this food and not put it to the landfill. We rescued over a million pounds of food last year in 2021, which would have gone to the landfill. That was usurped food that was protected by God through of our volunteers to then go and put it to the hands of people who needed that food support. Yeah. I mean, that's so beautiful. And it's such a picture of what God's saying um, in the scriptures of being entrusted with little, be faithful with that. If you're entrusted yeah. with much, be faithful with that. I mean, that's much now to us. But, yeah. You know, I mean, whenever we were getting a couple of groceries of, of food, I remember back in the day, I thought, oh, this is amazing. Uh-huh. You know, we can be faithful with these butter beans that somebody, or string beans that somebody picked, you know, that gave and from their gardens. And then we have the Master Gardeners, Jefferson County Master Gardeners that are also doing the Grow More, Give More campaigns, teaching our volunteers how they can do gardens so they can grow more and give more and give back to Grace Klein Community to our recipients. I mean, it's so incredible. And, you know, it's so it's so telling because I remember one uh, produce company, the first year they gave, they donated over $300,000 worth of produce that they had previously thrown in the 
the landfill. Oh, my goodness. So they were wrecked by that. But it was so encouraging to be able to say, but you're probably going to be in business for another 100 years. <laughs> and you're going to, it doesn't matter, those 13 years that you were in business and you wasted all that food, I mean, God's going to redeem all that. Because look at what you're going to do now. Because they don't waste any of their food now. I'm so glad you said that because it's so easy for me. And I experienced some of this when I was reading your book. I'm like, oh, I feel so guilty. Oh, God, I feel so guilty. Like, I I have so much. Like, I, I and, and what you're saying, which is biblical, is start today. And it doesn't have to mean that it may just be a small change. And then God as he works on your heart, shows you how to, to do different things in your life. It's that start today. I love that you said that. Yeah. I mean, it's so cool because you just had to say yes to one thing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think we get caught up, even like you and I were talking about, about our testimonies of what God did in the past, mm-hmm. that we forget what he's doing today or we don't acknowledge it. Like he's working on us today. And really the past, there's this old song, the past is a kid in the corner. <laughs> and it, it is like leave it there yeah. you know like let's live let's be full in today because that's what we have we're not promised tomorrow yesterday's over so what is today mm-hmm. and what do we have today to wake up and do for god like with god to yeah. be a part of changing and growing the kingdom of god i mean that we're his advocates we're here to like represent jesus and to be his hands and feet and it's so amazing i mean why would he use us we're just normal everyday <laughs> people you know but he wants to engage us in something that he's doing that's so much bigger than we can hope for or imagine yes i mean whenever we were thinking about um feeding people at grace klein i didn't even think about grace klein community or have a name or want to start an organization or anything i just really wanted to obey god because i had been at a birthday party and i saw the needs of people and i saw wow i was just looking at my sin i was doing nothing i was just living the american dream and growing and accumulating wealth for myself while I was in a home with somebody and saw all they had was mattresses on the floor. They had probably used all their grocery money to do this little birthday party that we went to. And then I was just looking at my sin in James where it talks about if you know the good you ought to do and don't do it, it's sin for you. And that's where I was. Mm -hmm. So really, I didn't really think about, oh, I want to start an organization. I just wanted to obey God. Right. And that's all. It was just a little yes of, of, yeah, I'll help feed people because that's what your word says. Care for the poor. And I have been oblivious and ignoring. And I know that there's the poor and I have done nothing about it. Wow. And God used that just going to a birthday party. It's always, to me, it seems like beautiful, big, wonderful things that God does starts from one yes. And it seems like it's usually small. My tendency with my personality is I want to say, Oh, so I think God wants me to do this. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my business cards. I'm gonna start a website. I'm gonna start a podcast. I'm gonna print T-shirts, which is you know a lot of what my tendencies. But what I'm seeing and what I think is so beautiful about Grace Con Community is it was one yes, it was the five loaves and two fish, and then God did it. Right, and you just you stay guys out of the way. You kept walking, though. You kept taking one step and the next step, even when it felt dark. Right, you just keep going because you know that he's going to give you enough light for today's step. You don't worry about tomorrow. You don't worry about if you're going to have enough um, funding for this dream. I mean, God's vision is so big and so vast. You're like, uh, okay, I can't. <laughs> this is greater than me. 
And that's that's actually refreshing because you can let go of control. And mm. for me, I'm a recovering perfectionist, I would say. <laughs> and I love to, to be in control. And I have to open my hands every day and let go of control because that's really where freedom lies with Jesus. Mm. And you think, oh, I surrender my life because I want to have a relationship with Jesus and I want to be in heaven when I die. But that's that's great. I mean, that that's your salvation and that's important. But that we want not only Jesus to be our Savior, but our Lord. Mm-hmm. And we want Him to reign on our day today. Like, I need Him today. Yeah. I, 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 need, I need salvation. I want to spend eternity with Him, but I need Him today. And that is so freeing because when you can know, oh, He wants to be the Lord of my life. He wants to be in control. I don't have to be in control. I don't have to figure this out. I can let go. And I can trust God. It's so freeing. He just says, commit our ways to the Lord trust in him and then it says he will act yes so that's like oh okay (laughs) this is this is actually simple and you're living that you're living that life of of trust him and he will act and you know whether it be the the food's all gone and then the next day it's all there it's just amazing um and I love how vulnerable you are in your book talking about how this wasn't, because a lot of people may think it was easy. Well, God just blessed Jenny, and she said yes, and then everything just happened. But you're very vulnerable in this book, and you say there was there was anxiety, there were there was a lot of struggle, um, but God was faithful through all of it. I mean, I struggled with anxiety from 2006 until the day the uh, country shut down um, in March of 2020. Uh, I'll come back to that. But every day, like 24-7, I felt anxiety. I felt like I couldn't breathe. I'm going to meetings and I'm like in my head trying to be present and praying. I'm like, God, what is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. And I felt like Paul, when he talks about it, he has this good he wants to do, but he can't do it. And, you know, he he's struggling. Yeah. And I just felt like, man, I felt so guilty and shameful of anxiety because why I couldn't get it off of me. I was praying, I was confessing, and it wouldn't leave me. Mm-hmm. And I, I had to like learn, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like we all have these struggles. We are human. This is part of our humanity. Yeah. And it's okay. And so sometimes I'll be out in space, you know, with a friend. They're like, oh, are you there? You know, I mean, we're having <laughs> coffee. And I like go into worrying about something. Yeah. But it taught me how important even teaching my kids scripture and all the scripture I learned when I was a kid and all that investment that people did in my life, those scriptures would come up to me and I would pray those scriptures. And anytime you can't pray and worry at the same time. So it, yeah. it really helped me to learn how to pray without ceasing. It's like, oh, God mm-hmm. did say that in the Bible, but I really wasn't understanding of that until you're in it and you have to have God to yeah. make it. The pray without ceasing. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to bring that up because I know so many people struggle with anxiety. I... I am one, and I know when you got here today, I was like, okay, I had trouble sleeping last night, and I did the whole, okay, well, Jesus, you're my peace, and if you're my peace, then I should be able to sleep, and, you know, and I think sometimes as Christians, we think, you know, if we do A and B, then we're going to get C, and it just doesn't always work like that. God may be teaching me something, could be empathy, it could be whatever he's trying to teach me by allowing me to not sleep last night right. like I wanted to. And so. the comfort you receive from Jesus, then you're able to give that comfort to others. So yes. our pain has purpose. Mm-hmm. And the, the quicker that we like realize that, acknowledge that it's like suffering 
somehow becomes more tolerable. Yeah. Because we realize, oh, this has purpose. Like, I'm going to be able to share this hope I have in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Because he's helped me do it. He's helped me somehow work, somehow cook dinner, mm. somehow read a book to my kids whenever I'm shaking with anxiety and I don't know how I'm going to keep going. But he is keeping me going. Yeah. Because it's him, not me. And it's almost, it's that part of dying to yourself so that we can be hidden behind Jesus. And so I guess it's, it's a purging of like yourself. Yeah. So it's a positive thing. Anxiety is not negative. It's actually growing us. It's refining us. You know how he ta- Jesus talks about how he will refine us as gold and purify us as silver. And it takes bringing all that dross to the top. All the, the gross in us has to come up. Right. And we don't want that. So we shove it down like, oh, no, no. I don't think bad about this. I don't say anything wrong. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. And it's not. And he's like, just let it come up, Jenny. And it's okay. And then I can scrape it off the top. But if it doesn't come up, then I can't deal with it. Well, what what I've seen in my life when I've been anxious is it's like the worst thing is when you're anxious. And like you said, you're going... But wait a minute, it says not to worry, and now I'm sinning, and da da da. And, and it's like, don't add that to the anxiety. No. God loves you so much. Jesus is there with you in that. He's not saying, get it together. That's right. I just, oh man, I, I would think that. And then you just become a spaz, you know, because you're just like, God, I'm so sorry. You know, and then you just feel like a failure, and God's just like, Jenny, I love you. And I made you. Like, I actually know that this is how you are. Yeah. And it's okay. Ugh. And it is so nice to, like, sit in that. But you have to remember. You have to to go back to truth every day. Every morning you have to wake up and be like, oh, his mercies are new today. Mm-hmm. So yesterday was a bust, but today is a new day. Yes. And he has given me a rock and a firm place to stand, and that's on Jesus. And it's okay. Yes. Like, I can start over. And it's that's so good. And, oh, and I was going to go back to when COVID hit, happened in March, uh, we had uh, our last food delivery day that uh-huh. day. And then the country shut down that night, that Saturday. Mm. And my anxiety went away, and it was so weird. So I'm like, I think I'm supposed to be really freaked out right now. The world just <laughs> shut down. Where's <laughs> that anxiety? Yeah. But I, I, don't, I haven't processed all that, but I do think that God was showing me, like, everything is out of control, Jenny. So I just let go. <sighs> and then I was like, oh, yeah. Wow. So what does it matter? You didn't have that semblance of, I have to do something about this, maybe. I mean, I don't know. God's going to process that with it you, I'm crazy. sure. But it's like, I, I guess, like you said, it was so out of control. Yeah. Uh, what's there to even be anxious about? There's nothing to be anxious now. I mean, <laughs> and so it was cool because then I was like so present and able to really work, I mean, excessive hours uh-huh. to change our operations into more of a technology focus so that we could actually grow at the capacity that we grew. I mean, we grew overnight. I mean, mm-hmm. we were feeding 10,000 people a month to 10,000 people a week. Wow. And only thanks to, I mean, incredible volunteers that helped push us mm-hmm. into the technology that we needed so that we could do our operations better, more efficiently, so that we could serve more people. I mean, it's yeah. incredible. Yeah. When I was going to ask you maybe to share a little bit about how Feed Birmingham got started, to that degree, and I, it sounds like a lot of it came out of the pandemic, just the need yeah, to have so, something. Because I think it's brilliant, just the app. 
It's so amazing. So yeah, Feed BHM is just such a gift because it, it fuels everything we need mm -hmm. to do uh, the, the ministry that God has called us to do. We're called to uh, to receive resources, which is through Feed BHM, mm -hmm. so that we can build relationships with people. Because we're not just your typical food bank. We're not here mm -hmm. for you to just grab some food and peace. That's nice, but we want to know you. We want to have a relationship with you so mm -hmm. that ultimately you can have a relationship with Jesus because you find out, wait, what is this hope you have? I want this. <laughs> why are you even doing this? <laughs> yeah, like why are you crazy? Why do you do this every day? And then um, then it ultimately relationships brings restoration yeah. because, I mean, when you realize, wait, it starts with me. Like God wants to restore me. Mm -hmm. He wants to take my brokenness and make it something so beautiful. And it has, my pain has purpose and God's going to use me to impact the world because he is going to infiltrate my life and the Holy Spirit is going to come and live in me. And then all of a sudden I have the power of God in me. Mm. Like this is crazy. And so then when you have that restoration in your own personal life, it affects restoration in our families, in mm. our family units. It can save marriages and mm -hmm. relationships with kids. I mean, the epidemic with our kids and the mental health of our children right now is just very serious. Yeah. And whenever you see that restoration in families where families are serving together, they're listening to their kids, they're talking, they're all getting off of their technology at night to share Jesus stories or to mm -hmm. go serve and go rescue food together. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to see the, re the restoration of our entire communities, our whole city. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's so incredible and it's so simple. And definitely, if you have not been a part of Food Rescue, you definitely want to check it out. App.feedbhm.org. Sign up. Grab her out. It's going to take maybe an hour of your time, and it's really going to open your eyes to see, whoa, look at all the food that we've been wasting mm -hmm. and what we can do if we work together. Yes, and, and we, I love it. It doesn't even cost anything no. to do it, and anybody can do it. I love that, yes. and, and, and with that, I did want to point out one of my favorite things, and this is probably the life coach in me, but one of my favorite things about Grace Klein is that every single person has something valuable to give. Um, and I don't know if you can maybe just sort of rattle off some of those things. I mean, we're talking about people who sew from from things that would otherwise be wasted, um, people who cook for people, you know, frozen dinners frozen that meals. people can literally just go get and give to people. But you can, I mean, you can right. share more so about that. So yesterday we had flowers donated from Trader Joe's. So people came and made arrangements. If you're, mm. And now today they're going to be delivered all over our city to people to encourage the hearts of people. I mean, our, our We So Love initiative is amazing because they do all the repurposing of clothing and they make... Um, the sanitation or the the feminine products for the yeah. women, you know, I don't know mm -hmm. the proper word. Yeah. Um, for people that are using all over the world, where they can, they're not able to afford feminine products. I mean, this is so wow. humbling. I mean, and they're making it out of your old T-shirts that you donated to Grace Klein, and now you're you're empowering women to be able to go work and be able to provide for their families because they can actually leave their house. This blows my mind. I mean, so it's like. And another thing is, if you think, well, I can't do that. I'm not good at flower arranging. I'm not good at sewing. I can't drive, so I can't go pick up food. If you call Grace Klein Community, they, they'll they they'll find something for you to do. And if you dream it up, they will probably have a way to plug you in. Right. It's we just need amazing. admin support, graphic support, social media gurus. Mm. I mean, anything that you have a gift for, that's what we want to 
empower you to do because we're all called to use in our gifts and abilities to give back to God as worship to Him. Mm-hmm. It's not because we're, it's a drudgery or we need to work for anything. God right. has, gave us Jesus as a free gift. Yes. But our sharing of our gifts is just worship to God. Even at your work, I mean, you are working as worship. So if maybe your boss is not having a good day or maybe your coworker totally drives you insane, but you are there because God has p- chosen you for a time as this to be in that place to work unto the Lord. So do it as worship, whatever you do and whatever your gifts are. If you, we, you just tell us what your gifts are and we will plug you in. It's amazing. I love that. I mean, I absolutely love that. And so that brings me to the title of your book, which I just love because is God chose the wrong person. Um, so maybe you could share a little bit where that title came from. Yeah, so it's so funny because one of my friends was over and I had the first draft of the book on my coffee table. And he walked by the book, didn't notice my name on it, and said, oh, man, that's exactly how I feel. i got to read this book. Oh. And I was like, oh, that's so awesome because that's how I feel. Mm. Um, we all feel like that. And I feel, God, I had a... a Colleague of mine, Rick Hunt, he's been harassing me for probably seven years. You got to write this book called God Chose the Wrong Person. Because he knew that I always felt like I was the wrong person to be working in construction, to be doing a, a food um, nonprofit. But I, I just was wanting to be obedient to God. And it's scary because I'm an introvert. I'm shy. I don't want to go talk everywhere. And nobody believes and you. God, yeah, and no. you are not. And God just equips you for everything. Yes. Um, he does choose the wrong person. But the point is, if we ever think we're the right person, that's when it's dangerous. Because that's our pride. Yes. That's our control. That's our thinking, oh, we can do it. Pull yeah. up you know, pull up our uh, bootstraps and go for it. And God is showing us, like, no, it's I, I choose the wrong people because I want to make you the right person. Mm-hmm. The person that brings me glory, the person that's hidden behind Jesus, the person that when people meet you, they remember Jesus, not you. Yeah. And so that's what it's about. Oh, I love that so much. Oh, my goodness. Well, I, there's so much we can talk about. And I just, is there anything that you really want to share that we have not shared? Because I could be on this with you for like, you know, three or four more hours. Uh, I just think we just... Don't give up on yourself because you feel inadequate. We don't need to compare ourselves to other people or to mm-hmm. think, oh, I got to be like this person or that person. Like God has made you and he wants to make you the exact right person of what he has for your life and the calling he has on your life. So go for that. Just say yes to the one little thing that God's asking you to do today. And then in five years, you're going to look back and he's going to have compounded all those yeses into mm. something so beautiful that you call your life. Because you had the courage to say yes. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and that is what I see that he's done with you and, and doing with all of us. So, hey. well, thank you so much for being on today. And um, and if, if anyone wants to get involved with Grace Klein Community, it's just graceklinecommunity.com, right? Okay. Yep. And then your book can be found on, is it the book nook? Yeah, the local book nook. The local book nook. Yeah. So we're supporting local and it's out of Homewood. I love that. Y'all are doing it that way. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you so much for joining us today. You know, talking with Jenny is such a reminder that our inadequacies are actually a springboard 
for us to say yes to God's plans in our lives. I love that she entitled her book, God Chose the Wrong Person, because we can just all relate. And that reminds me of 2 Corinthians 12, 9, where Paul talks about boasting about his weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell in him. If you want to learn more about Grace Klein Community, you can visit them on their Facebook page or graceklineincommunity.com. And if you want to join us in the Meet Me in Isaiah movement, you can visit us at meetmeinisaiah.com.